Hey, hello friends, and welcome to this message which is specially handpicked to minister to you and to bless you. I am Pastor Lincoln Seranga, Senior Pastor here at Liberty Christian Fellowship in London. My passion is the pursuit of 100% answered prayer. If that sounds like a good subject to you, why don't you follow me at lincolnseranga.com and also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media where you will be able to find other messages as well as find access to short courses, coaching opportunities, and more. God bless you as you listen to this message. Okay, let me go into my sharing today. I want to speak on five levels of experiencing Jesus. Five levels of experiencing Jesus. Now, you know that I've been obsessed with Jesus. Jesus the man, Jesus the son of God, Jesus the the word of God, Jesus the architect of life, Jesus the father's delight, Jesus the focus of the universe, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus has become big because for me now, everything is Jesus. Uh, (laughs) And I'm not wrong. The Bible says he must have preeminence in all things. And over all things, all things were made by him, through him, in him, and for him. Those are the the last things that I spoke to you. Uh, By the time you, you finish exploring all those four, nothing exists out of Jesus. In him we live and move and have our being. He is sustaining the universe. See, this microphone would disappear if it was not for Jesus. Jesus is the sustenance of matter. Jesus is the the core of reality. Not just as a person, but as as a principle, as the wisdom of God and the counsel of heaven. And uh, 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 so permit me to continue exploring Jesus. I do not know that I'll do do anything other than Jesus. Uh, Our theme for 2019 for 2020 was was Jesus, just the word Jesus, and it hasn't gone away. So I want to share with you a message that I spoke in my first sermon in the United Arab Emirates in Dubai, speaking at New Life Bible Church in Dubai. Um, I spoke about four experiences of Christ, and I've added a fifth one. I don't think I'll finish tonight, so I'll pick up on this on Friday, um, I mean on Sunday, to finish. So I want to express, to share with you five ways of experiencing Christ. And I, I, I am aiming for the fifth, really. These are levels, levels of experiencing Jesus or Christ. Number one, Jesus is in heaven. This is where it all begins. So Jesus, as uh, he is in heaven. Now we know from Acts chapter one, and I think I need to make sure I uh, I give Pastor Grace an opportunity to to project. Uh, are you able to project? I'm trying to see if she will be able to project here and show you a few verses. Okay, here we go. Acts chapter, what did I say? Chapter 1 verse 9, I may have... <laughs> Give another wrong one. But uh, Acts 1 9 says, Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, he went up. He went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel and said to them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who has who was taken up from you. Into heaven. So when Christ finished his earthly mission physically, died, buried, resurrected, in his resurrection body appeared to the disciples and then he was caught up and went to heaven. So where is Jesus? Jesus is in heaven. He is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, according to Romans chapter 8 and verse 3. Jesus is seated at the right hand of 
the Father. Hmm? He is not on earth. Um, we're talking about his physical existence. Uh, I don't think the verses are coming today. <laughs> it's just collapsed. So please just try and follow me here because our, our projection of verses is just not working. Uh, okay, so Jesus rose to heaven and Romans 8.3 says he's seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. So he isn't watching Netflix all day long <laughs> to use a, a present day uh, pastime. He is interceding for us. <laughs> now that's an interesting thought in itself. What does that look like? Is Jesus standing there or sitting there going, is he praying? Like, is that what it is? Now I don't even think he has to utter a word. His whole life, his whole posture is intercessory. He stands in the gap. He is our, our barrier against the, the, the wrath of God. He is our voice of healing and deliverance. He is our intercessor. He just doesn't do intercession. He is an intercessor. His very life and sacrifice and place is one of intercession. And that's important. Jesus in heaven is a, an important part and believers need to understand the sense in which Jesus must be experienced as one that is in heaven. I need a Jesus who is not stuck on earth. I need a savior who has broken through the realms and is, has gone into the highest of heavens. And it just didn't go to the highest of heavens. He made a new and living way so that we as men and women can now ascend to the highest heaven. The Bible says we were raised with him and we were seated with him. So his exaltation is so important for a believer to understand when you're going through the most earthly, mundane uh, issues of life, you must remember that you are seated in Christ far above principalities and powers at the right-hand side of the Father. We need to experience that. Now, I am one advocating very much for believers to extend their discipline of meditation. We pray a lot, but we don't meditate enough. We ask God to do stuff, but a lot of the stuff God wants to do, he wants to do in and through us. And most of that is experienced through meditative practice. You need to take time and experience the resurrection of Christ and the ascension of Christ and your ascension with him, far above principalities and powers, far above witchcraft, far above poverty, far above debt, far above litigation, far above the pandemics, we need to rehearse the ascension of Christ. And we need to experience that ascension. We need to feel that we are seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ. The right hand is the, the hand of power and authority. So when the king wants things done, he would turn to the right and give instruction. And so Christ is the executor of the will of the Father. And the church is Christ's body, meaning the things that the brain, the head, wants to do, it executes through the body. We are the executors of the Father's will. Seated at the right hand of the Father, far above principalities and powers. I, I hear a loud amen out there. So we need to experience Christ in heaven. And we need to develop that relationship. We need to pray that prayer. We need to meditate that meditation. Yeah. Secondly, I want to talk about Jesus with me. Ha. <laughs> it's amazing how God can do all these things at the same time. Jesus is not just in heaven. He is with me right here at 27 Robinia Close. Jesus is right here with me. Not only is he seated in glory at the right hand side of the Father and I seated with him there, he is also seated with me right here and he walks with me daily. With me. <laughs> How does he do all these things? Well, God is infinite. He cannot be divided or restricted in space or expression. So, Jesus is God with us. 
My gosh. Matthew 1.23, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God with us. Emmanuel. Amen. And he also promised in Matthew 28 and verse 20, as he ascended, he said, Lo, I am with you always. Teaching them to observe all things. He says, go teach them, teach them, baptize them, and understand this. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So my friends, I want to tell you, Jesus is with you. <laughs> my God. Now this is an important one. This is Emmanuel. Hmm? The other one is, is, is an exalted state. This is a fellowship state. Exhortation, this is now fellowship and companionship. God is with us in the person of Christ. He walks with you every day. He walks into every open door you walk through, every space you walk into. Jesus is with you. Not in his physical body. He's with you spiritually. And the presence of God, the presence of Jesus is brought to you by the Holy Spirit. He is called the Spirit of Jesus in the book of Acts. Remember that the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus and is with you, with you every day. Now, the word or the phrase God with somebody is not something small. In the Old Testament, whenever it was said God was with somebody, <laughs> a powerful statement followed. Let me read a few for, for you here. They are not going to be displayed, but they are good to remember. And, and I only took a few because there are so many in Scripture. The Lord was with Joseph. And whatever he did prospered. That is Genesis 38. When the Lord is with you, things will happen. Because Jesus is with us. There is a spirit of prosperity on us. The Bible says in Genesis 38, 21 to 23, the Lord was with Joseph. He was with Joseph through thick and thin. He was with Joseph in the pit. He was jo with Joseph in the prison. He was Joseph in Potiphar, with Joseph in Potiphar's house. He was with Joseph in prison. He was with Joseph in, in, in the palace. Everything he did prospered, even as a prisoner. Even in the pit, the Lord delivered him because the Lord was with him. It is important, friends, that you rehearse Emmanuel. You need to rehearse the Emmanuel experience. God is with you. God dwells with you, walks with you. And because he's with you, you have a capacity to do well. The Lord was with Samuel, the prophet, and let none of his words fall to the ground. The Lord was with Samuel the prophet and let none of his words fall to the ground. you find that in the book of 1 Samuel. The Lord was with David. <laughs> hmm? David the king. And because the Lord was with David, the Bible says Saul was afraid of him because the Lord was with him. The, the, when the Lord is with you, the fear of the Lord will fall upon those around you. It will mark you out. People will know that the Lord, something is upon you because the Lord is with you. This is something to rehearse and to meditate on and to confess and to envision and to embrace. Hallelujah. The Lord was with David. That is 1 Samuel 17 and 12. The Lord was with Gideon and Gideon became a mighty man of, 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 of war, a valiant man. Because the Lord was with him. Judges 6 12. I can't start enumerating how many people the Bible says the Lord was with them. But every time the Lord was with somebody, it was incredible. And in the old covenant, it was a restricted experience. Not everybody could claim it, not everybody could enjoy it. But now, bless the Lord for this brand new, better covenant. The Lord is with everyone who confesses him as Lord. My goodness, we are like Gideon, we are like Samuel, we are like David, we are like Moses. The Lord, my friend, is with you. But you see, these realities can go unexperienced if you do not rehearse them. If you do not envision them, they remain realities that you do not have an experiential 
benefit from. But I'm challenging you to begin to meditate on these things and embrace them because they will change your experience. Hallelujah. Let's move forward. Number three, Jesus is in you. (laughs) He's not just in heaven. He's not just with you. He is also in you. Now, heaven was exaltation. With you was companionship, or you can call it fellowship. Now he is in you. He is indwelling. This is the indwelling. And it has benefits with it. Just like you read, you saw the benefits of the other. In heaven, he intercedes for us. Hmm? Uh, With us, he makes us prosper. He makes us valiant. He makes us feared. The fear of the Lord comes upon us and many other things. But the Lord in us, Colossians 1 and verse 27 says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What is this mystery? Among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in the believer is an installation by God for the glory of God to be experienced by yourself and by your world. Like you download an app and install it on a phone and by it you get capacities and abilities to do things. God has installed his son inside of us. Oh, glory. Christ is in you, my friend. And because he is in you, you are a candidate for God's glory. May the glory of God break out in your world. Please understand, every time that you wake up, that Christ is in you. Not just with you, but in you. And you need to take time and rehearse the Christ in you as well. And draw its benefit. Because he's with me, I am a candidate of glory. I'm a vehicle of glory. I am an experience of God's glory. I will experience the glory of God. I can grow from glory to glory, from depth to depth of that experience. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Please understand, the Bible does not say Christ with you. The hope of glory. No, it must be in you. The hope of glory. Amen. Bible has other verses that we could quote about Christ dwelling in us. Ephesians 3.17, Christ dwelling in your hearts through faith. So he's not just seated in heaven. He dwells in our hearts through faith. Christ dwells in your hearts through faith. Through faith. And Galatians 4.19 also says, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Now, this is an interesting sense of Christ in us. Uh, We're talking about him being formed, formed in us. And so this Christ, the Christ in us experience is interesting because he bodily dwells in heaven, but his spirit and nature inhabits the believer. I'll say that again. He bodily dwells in heaven, but his spirit and his nature dwell in the believer. His spirit comes upon us instantly at the birth, at the second birth. He fills fills us at the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And through discipleship, his nature is formed in us as we say yes to the call of discipleship. And Paul uh, writes here to the Galatians saying, guys, I am laboring. I am laboring in you until Christ is formed formed in us. Uh, number four. Now, thankfully, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm going through this quite quite quickly because I want to, to dwell more on the last one because that's where I really feel God is challenging us in these COVID days to walk. Christ in heaven. Christ with us. Christ in us. Number four is us in Christ. And that looks like a silly repetition, but it is not a small feat. The Bible does not, Jesus does not waste words and the Bible does not play with words. 
So there's this whole uh, uh, in, in, in each other thing. So John 14 and verse 20 says, In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. He had actually earlier said, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. There's this dual experience in which Christ is in his Father and his Father is in him. Now, I can't say I fully understand what that exactly looks and feels like. I could give you some theories, but that would lengthen this um, more than I want. Uh, but you see, I, am, I want to start by saying Christ in you is not the same as Christ as you in Christ. Christ in you is not the same as you in Christ. In fact, if I may dare stay there a little longer, <laughs> I want you to meditate on this. I don't have the verse, but I'm now being um, uh, uh, pulled here to, to make a comment. Because you see, um, Christ in us is a, is a miracle that God performs. You, you don't grab Jesus and put him in you. You open your heart, you invite him in, and he comes in and dwells inside of you. And I have a sense that that's a very secure dwelling. God does not come as a reluctant tenant. You know, someone who comes and they, they don't unpack. <laughs> they leave their bags packed and, and they're constantly looking at the door. No, God wants to come to dwell. We were learning from Pastor Bernard the Holy Spirit is a, is, a, is a dove that comes to be domesticated. God wants to stay. And that's where the assurance of salvation comes from. We are not dealing with the reluctant God whom you need to perform, uh, to, to beg every morning. Oh, please don't go. Please don't go. Please stay. Have you ever had such a friend? <laughs> you have to beg and plead for them to stay in your life. God does not need to be begged and pleaded with to stay. His indwelling in us, Christ dwelling in us, is a strong residence. It's a secure residence. But the Bible says, if you remain in me, if you remain in me. So it's one thing he's saying, I've come and I'm, I've come in and I've remained in you. Now you need to come into me as well, but not, not just Take it for granted, you must remain in me. Because it says, if you remain in me, John 15, 5, um, and my word remains in you, you will bear much fruit, and the Father will be glorified. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. So I make an argument. It is not the same. Christ in you is not the same as you in Christ. You in Christ is something you control. It is your response it is your will because it says, if you remain in me, so you make the decision to stay in me. You must make that decision. That will bring fruitfulness. It will bring the glory of God and it will unlock unlimited answered prayer. Oh, don't start me with answered prayer. I'm about to start a podcast. And again, I advertise uh, my podcasts on, on, your, on your phone. On Google Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify, please look for a rushing mighty wind. But I'm about to, to, to unlock another one, unleash another one, and I want to have discussions with people concerning 100% answered prayer. I feel we need to bid for that, not purely for statistics of I got 100% answered prayer. Our world needs to move into a new era of experiencing the glory and grace of God. Jesus lived a life in which he spoke to God the Father. And he said, Father, I thank you because you always answer me. You always answer me. That was the Jesus life. The only prayer that Jesus did not receive answered for prayer, answered, answered to, he actually prayed conditionally, he said, Lord, if you will, 
take this cup from me. But that was his earthly mission. So he wasn't seriously praying that God would take him out. He was just expressing the reality that it was tough. But I believe there is such a thing as 100% answered prayer. And the key to it is you in Christ. Not Christ in you, but you in Christ. Me in Christ. This is a voluntary discipleship, devotional walk in which I put on Christ. I allow him to envelop me. So it's one thing uh, for something to be inside of you. It's another for you to be inside of it. So the Bible says if you remain in, uh, uh, well, Jesus said, I am in you and you are in me. He has granted us access into him, but we must remain there. And I think one of the battles of the believer is we keep walking out. We walk out of him. We are, he's in us, but we are out of him. We don't remain. And he says, such branches, they end up gathered ultimately and cast into the fire and burnt. And I, I don't believe here that we're just talking about salvation. I'm talking about a fruitful life. I'm talking about walking away. Uh, I mean, it's, it's making sure that you stay where your salvation is not endangered. Not because God is insecure, but you are choosing to walk away. It's your choice. <laughs> if God takes away free choice uh, and, and say you, you cannot fall as some people teach, it's impossible to fall from God because you did nothing to get saved. You can do nothing to get out. I would say that is a prison. If I can't do anything to get out, it is no longer salvation. It is bondage. Yeah, it is bondage. Salvation is a choice. I choose Christ and I remain in him. He chooses me and he abides in me, but I must also abide in him. Otherwise, my voluntary choice endangers me and puts me in the possibility of being gathered as those branches that fail to abide in him and be cast into the fire. So, Christ in heaven, Christ with me, Christ in me, and I in Christ beautiful song that we were reminding ourselves of this morning that is on the LCF album sung by, by my darling Pastor Grace here. You are in me and I am in you. And you are in the Father. We are one. This oneness does not happen unless we are in each other. Christ said, I'm in the Father. The Father in me is in me. I don't want to go too deep now because, because I'm transitioning into level five. Yeah, I'm glad I've, 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 I've managed to, to get through through the whole thing so you can have the whole package. Now, believers get confused through preaching, you know, excitable preaching. Oh, people say, where's Jesus? He's in heaven. And then they preach a whole sermon of how Jesus is not on earth. Jesus is not on earth. Forget it. Isn't it? it sounds good. It has a, a few verses showing. But the Bible also shows that he's in you. <laughs> Jesus said, Whoever uh, obeys my, my word, I and my father will come and dwell in him. How is that? How, God, how is God in heaven? How is God the father in heaven and also in me? It is a reality. It is a Bible reality. And so please understand the need to embrace each one of these truths and to meditate them because each one has an application and it has a, a placement and a benefit that you can tap into and experience and enjoy. I, I am I, I am moving to to the final one now. But um, let me make sure I've said everything. So uh, us in Christ, when you go into the scriptures, there's a lot of in Christ verses. A lot of them. And you see, um you you at some point begin to think, eh, what's going on here? Because it is easy for me to preach a, a good sermon called In Christ and say, you are in Christ, amen, 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 you are in Christ. Now, what are we in Christ? In Christ we are a new creation, yes. It is actually a reality. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says we are in Christ, new creation. A new being is inside of you. But you see, weirdly, Although we are new creations, we can live like old ones. So, mm. 
By status, we are new creations. By experience, we are not. Because the new creation is not being expressed. So I began to, to, to form a statement, and I want to present it to you. I want to present it to you. I want to present to you that it is, there are two experiences of the in Christ reality. Status and experience. Position and experience. You are in Christ, a new creation. That's a position. It's a status. It's a badge you wear. It's an identity you carry. But God did not just want you to carry an identity. He wanted you to walk in an experience. So he doesn't want us to simply wear the badge of I'm a new creation and live a dead life just because I'm saved by grace through faith. He wants you to experience that newness. In Christ, according to Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is none. It is a right, it is a statement, it is a status. But how many know that you can walk around feeling condemned? Although there is no condemnation in Christ, <laughs> you can walk and live a condemned life and feel like everything goes wrong with me, something is wrong with me, and you can have people against you, and your experience can be far from your true status. So in Christ is not simply to be one as a badge. It is an experience to embrace. It is a lifestyle to pursue. Hallelujah. I hope I'm getting an amen. The Bible says, when our consciences do not condemn us, we have boldness with God and receive whatever we ask for in prayer. I, didn't, I wish I had wrote, written that verse down. But the Bible says, when our consciences do not condemn us, not God, but your conscience can condemn you. And when it condemns you, you lose boldness with God. And when you lose boldness with God, you cannot have a doubt-free prayer and you cannot receive everything you ask for in prayer. So, no condemnation is a status in Christ, but God wants us to go beyond status into experience. He wants us to experience that. In Christ, we are the righteousness of God. According to 2 Corinthians 5.21, we are the righteousness of God. But I don't know, again, you can wear that as a badge. So I'm the righteousness of God, but really battle with righteousness. As we all do, battle now and again. It's not a badge to wear. It is a pursuit. It is an experience we must pursue. I say, Lord, I want to walk it. I don't want to just talk it or claim it or confess it. I want to experience it. I want to walk the earth in white. Hmm? In Christ, we bear much fruit according to John 15, 5. And in Christ, we are seated in heavenly places. In Christ. But you know, we are seated in heavenly places. But you can live the dung life right here on earth. Not accessing your heavenly privileges. Trapped in a carnal life. Trapped at your local address, in your village, in your country. And not expressing, in any sense, your heavenly status. I'm just making the point. That Christ in us is a hope for glory. It is a hope for glory. But when we turn Christ in us into us in Christ, the two, I am in you and you are in me, something begins to, hop, or to open up and the glory of God begins to flow through us. Not by might or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I want to go to number five. And this is where my heart and life is right now. Number five, the fifth position, the fifth experience of Christ. Number one, was Christ in heaven? Number two, is Christ with you? Number three, is Christ in you? Number four, is you in Christ? Number five, is you as Christ? Number five, is you as Christ? Walking the earth as him. Mm. Verses <laughs> 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. I won't labor this. 1 John chapter 4 17 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. 
Because as he is, so are we in this world. <laughs> as he is, so are we in this world. Listen, friends. The highest level of Christian experience is us walking in Christ's identity. The highest experience of Christian life is us walking in Christ's identity. Now, I'm not talking about identity theft. I'm not talking about fraud. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about oneness. I'm talking about oneness. And I am pursuing this walk, particularly now, in the face of all that the world is going through, on the face of some of the dangers that surround even us as LCF, as a British economy, as British people. The challenge of um, an incredible borrowing that surrounds our world right now. The impact that we have experienced financially and the losses that are going on around the world. We must upgrade the Christian walk. We must upgrade our own walk and begin to walk the world in the highest level of Christ's experience. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Now, give me time as I close this. I want to hammer this in. Jesus, God has been challenging me on this and we have been learning on this for long. But you see, we learned that... Uh, when Christ came to earth, he didn't just come to create a religion and give us prayers to pray. He came to multiply himself. He came to deposit himself and his order and his identity upon those that will accept him as Lord and Savior. Yeah. Now, he calls himself the head of the body. The Christian is the body of Christ. Hmm? Now, when you see my arm and somebody says, who is that? You will say, that's Lincoln. <laughs> it's my arm you're pointing at, but it's me. The, uh, the identity of the arm is the head that sits on it. Christ has been so generous, my friends, to share his identity, his very identity with us. The Bible calls us co-heirs with him. It makes us the Bible calls him our brother. The Bible calls him our brother. It calls him our head. We are his body. He expresses himself through us. We carry his very spiritual identity. So in true expression and experience, there is no difference in function between Christ and his body. Oh, that's a big statement. And I'm not talking about whether you are God, you will never be God. But I want you to know that God created you to be an extension of himself into the physical realm. And every time God is seen walking on earth, the code, the name of that is called the image and likeness of God. Let us make man in our image and likeness, he said in Genesis. What is the image and likeness of God? My argument is that image and likeness is Christ. The Bible says is the visible image of the invisible God. So when God was creating Lincoln, he was thinking of Jesus. When God was creating Grace, when God was creating Frank, when God was creating Joyce, when God was creating Jane, he was thinking Jesus. He was thinking Jesus. I'm going to create a person. Who is going to walk the Jesus walk, the Jesus code? Is going to carry the Jesus identity, the word of God identity, the son of God identity. It is the highest form of Christianity, friends. I hope you are hearing me today. Now, let me push this a little further. Jesus said, and I quote, God help me to preach this. Because I'm not going to end, I'm not going to stop preaching it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop preaching it. Jesus said in John 10.30, and I don't think I gave this to, to Pastor Grace, but John 10.30, Jesus said, uh, let me actually start John um, 
John 14:9 I'm talking about um Jesus as me Jesus being manifested as me through me in me as me uh, we usually say the bigger the only bible people can read is you mm. you know when i want to say something the the only Jesus people should see easily is you Jesus said to Philip, now Jesus is going on, my father this, my father that, my father. He just talked about the father so much in John 14. Philip got upset. Philip said, look, Jesus, show us the father. You say the works you do are not yours, they are the acts of the father. You say your words are not yours, they are the words of the father. What's going on? Show us the Father so that we may close this. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. (laughs) So how can you say, show us the Father? Now this was so confusing for poor Philip. Say now, Jesus, you're really messing me up. You're pointing to him. He's not you. Jesus was not actually trying to introduce a theology, which many churches and some believers have preached, that there's no difference between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. There is. Clearly, Jesus said, the Father is greater than I. He says, I'm returning to my Father. So the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Spirit. They are three different persons. But Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because he's in me and I'm in him. Friends, this is what it means. When you are in Christ and he's in you, whoever has seen you has seen him. This is us allowing ourselves. Oh my God, give me the words, Lord Jesus, today. Some of us are so committed to spiritual bankruptcy. We are so devoted to being useless and powerless and full of fault that God clothes us with glory and we take it off. (laughs) He clothes us with glory and we take it off. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. And, And God is saying, why don't you become used to carrying this identity? Allow the identity to come upon you. Let it transform you outside in and in out. Don't reject it. Don't fight it. Don't contend against it. My friends, God is giving us his identity to carry for him and to flash. You know, when you arrive and they say, who are you? Show us your ID and you flash the, the, the ID. And I'm not saying you, you cut the picture out and put yours in. <laughs> the picture in there is Christ. But Christ has given you his ID to walk the earth. And to execute his will. Because the Bible says, God the Father has given him all things and made him the heir of all things, according to Hebrews chapter 1. He is the heir of all things. Everything on earth belongs to him. And he has now given you his ID to say, go flash it and get my stuff. Go flash it, get my stuff. Make people my disciples. Gather my stuff. And I believe the end time church and the end time revival is not believers crying out to Jesus in heaven or crying out to Jesus on, on, on my walking with me or crying out to Jesus inside of me, but standing as him in our world and saying, let my people go. Speaking God's voice. Let God's people go. Uh, and you see, I find that this is the highest calling and, and people abuse it when they are teaching it. Some people end up saying we are God. Uh, no, 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 we are not God. We're not divinity. We are not even equal to Christ. We are not. We can't be equal to Christ. He is the head. We are the body. I'm saying functionally, dynamically, Jesus said, whoever believes in me, the works I do, he too shall do. Meaning, you are not acting on your own. You are carrying my legacy. You are carrying my legacy. My friends, I hope you hear me. Whoever has seen me, Jesus said, has seen the Father. Philip, can you get it? Can you get it? 
And church, I'm challenging you. Are we ready to go that far with God? To not, it's not something to brag about. It is a responsibility to carry. It is not a brag. It is not a boast. It is not a, an empty claim. But we need to humble ourselves and pursue ourselves to stand in situations and demons say, Lincoln, I know. And Jesus, I know. In the same, in the same vocabulary. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But you, who are you? The demons said. Because, my friends, this is what the call of God, this is the highest call. This is the highest call. And we must stop false humility, the false humility that keeps pushing it off. And understand the true humility of wearing clothes that are not ours and carrying a badge that is not ours because God has bestowed it upon us. And so, I, I, I am closing this. I am closing this. The highest form of experiencing Christ is not Christ in heaven or Christ with you or Christ in you or even you in Christ, but Christ manifested through you. Christ manifested through you. You being revealed as a son, as a son of God. Small s, he is the capital S. We allow his work to be manifested through us. I just want to see if I can quote one more verse and rest my case. Uh, but uh, we, we have seen that God has hidden us in Christ and he has uh, seated us in heavenly places with him. We have a seat uh, at the table with the Godhead. <laughs> We have a seat at the table uh, with the Godhead in Christ. So there's no fourth chair. And I can quickly clarify. There's no fourth chair called the church or a fourth chair called Lincoln's chair. No, I am seated in Christ, but I'm participating in the divine nature and in the divine function and the divine mandate. Amen. So friends, uh, I'll quote one more verse, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17, and I don't think that I gave that to Pastor Grace, but it says, the Holy Spirit, whoever is joined with God is one spirit with him. Whoever is joined with God is one spirit with him. This again shows us one point, that the highest form of spiritual and Christian expression and discipleship is when God bestows upon us such majesty, such responsibility, and such splendor that we are not saying, oh, uh, you know, uh, somebody sent me and he says, no, you, it becomes I say. He says, you shall speak a matter, you shall decree, decree a matter, and it shall be established. You shall decree a matter. And it shall be established. He says, heal the sick, raise the dead. Don't push me into this. Don't ask me to do it. Stand in me. Stand in me. Express as me. Learn for the hand of God to enter the glove that you are. The glove of your life. Allow the hand of God to enter the glove of your life. And let God do his works through you. Let him see through your eyes. Let him hear through your ears. Let him speak through your lips. Again, as I said, meditate on this. Pray about it. Take time on your bed. Take hours on your day off, even at work. Imagine God working through you, using your eyes. So you look at somebody through your eyes and you know what God is thinking. Your th the thoughts that cross your mind begin to become the very thoughts of God because the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. It's installed 
inside of you. Learn to rehearse it. Learn to rehearse the mind of Christ and just say, God, I, I want to feel your mind. Now, I was doing a, 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 um, a one-on-one today in LCF discipleship, and I was just laughing my head off talking to this uh, uh, one of my disciples here in the LCF discipleship program, and he said, Pastor, <laughs> sometimes I'm at work and they ask me a question and I don't have a clue, and then I know. <laughs> he said, I just know. I know the answer. And he said, it must be the Holy Spirit. I told him, that's the mind of Christ in you. And when you experience it, you need to stop and say, oh my God, that was the mind of Christ. And embrace it. Give it space. Say amen to it. Allow God to feel compassion through you. To give through you. To bless through you. That is the highest form of experiencing Christ. Christ as you. And as you say yes to that, some things will just take care of themselves. The change in your personality, in your behavior, becomes automatic. You cannot host Christ and live the same life. And that's the difference between reading the laws of God and walking in them in Christ. So God bless you, friends. I'm done. And I want to pray right now in Jesus' name. I pray where you are that you lift up your hand right now and surrender to this highest calling. I want you to make a decision to join me because I've joined this call and it's going to cost me a lot. It's going to cost me a lot. It's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me reminding myself, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't go there. I can't say that. I want to be as Jesus manifested. Jesus, we say yes to the highest calling of being manifested in your image and likeness to our world, to speak your words, to see through our eyes, to speak through our lips, to walk into situations <laughs> and to feel as if God himself has walked in because you have so wrapped us in your glory that we've become the very instruments of God. Like you spoke to Moses and said, stand up and divide the waters. You didn't say stand up and come and, and ask me to divide the water. You say you told him, get up, Moses, stretch out your rod and divide the waters. Lord, help us to find that intimacy and that boldness to represent you in our world to carry your glory Jesus we say yes to that highest calling and we ask you to, to, to help us as we embed it into our being in Jesus name I prayed God's people said amen 